All right, we are back. We just finished up two segments with two previous guests, which will be up on my blog later on. I'm Janine. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. We have two more guests standing by. So many interesting people who wanted to be on the show, and I'm so glad they were able to schedule it. So standing by is Linda Fairstein, joining me to talk about uh, her first series for young readers, Into the Lion's Den. Good morning. Good morning. Love the book. I had a chance to review <laughs> it, and uh, I have a daughter that's probably going to devour it. So uh, tell me, what inspired you to write this? I've written adult thrillers, but I have to say I grew up devoted to the Nancy Drew mystery series mm-hmm. as a kid. I loved the fact that when I was the age of the readership I'm aiming for, 8 to 12, uh, Nancy was a teenager. And she was smart and uh, brave and had a loyal group of friends, would go out and solve crimes and do justice for people who'd been hurt or uh, um, suffered in some way. And I just always wanted to get back to that. I wanted to write for kids, especially a series. This book, Into the Lion's Den, Mm -hmm. is the first in my series featuring Devlin Quick. Uh, Devlin's 12. She's a kid sleuth, lives in Manhattan. She's smart, has a good sense of humor, and a great sense of friendship with her friends who see a wrong, see a theft of something at the great public library, Mm -hmm. and take it in their own hands to do something about it. Now, are you based out of New York? I am. Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. Kids must love this. Well, we're going to find out. It's brand new. It's uh, The box is open this week, and I've had some early readers uh, among family and friends. Uh, and so far, knock on wood, uh, they found it fun. I mean, the books are meant to be fun uh, right. entertainments uh, as uh, capers, as, uh, as mystery capers for kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's a smart book. What I try and do uh, it's set in a library so it involves real rare maps and and important books and things, objects that belong to great writers. And so I, my hope is that uh, not only do kids enjoy it immensely, which is what they're meant to do, but mm-hmm. um, that it amuses them as, as well and they learn something. Now, I know you are best known as the New York Times bestselling author of the Alex Cooper Mystery Series for Adults. What made you decide to make the shift for children? Just that it's something I, I wanted to do, what, what brought me to reading. I mean, I, I always loved libraries. I always loved books as a kid. Mm-hmm. Strong memories of going every Saturday with my mother to the public library. But, um, and so I loved classics, Wind in the Willows and all the Winnie the Pooh books before that. Uh, but when I found Nancy Drew, it was something, uh, I'm saying with a smile your listeners can't see, aspirational for me. It was mm-hmm. something that I uh, wanted to do. I sort of wanted to climb in the pages of the book and, and run along with her and her friends as she, as she solved mysteries. And that's, um, I've never lost the desire to do that, even with the adult books. I will keep writing my thrillers for adults, no question about it. And um, Devlin Quick in Into the Lion's Den um, someday may cross paths with, with Alex Cooper, who is my grown-up sleuth. Oh, uh, just meant to be fun. Yeah, I think it's great. I actually looked at it and I thought, wow, this could be like an animated series. Well, <laughs> from your lips, as they say. Right, I know. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of interest in that. As I say, it's just going out now, but mm-hmm. uh, um, I do have uh, uh, an agent out in California, of course, who is uh, showing it around, and it would be... I love writing books. I, I really love... I'm, I'm 
so I'm one of the writers who would love to see this turned into something animated or, or live. Yes. Many writers say, oh, no, you know, Hollywood would spoil my books. But, but at the base of things, I'm a writer, so I've already finished the second book in the series. Right. Uh, it's about the book and the written word, and if something else happens, uh, that would be magical. Now, your background, could you talk a little bit about that? Because you work in the special, you did work in the Special Victims Unit um, in Manhattan. Yes, yes. I helped shape the country's first Special Victims Unit and uh, uh, started in the DA's office in Manhattan in 1972. The unit was created uh, two years later, and then 18 months after that, I took it over. So from 1976 to 2002, when I left the office in in my 30th year, uh, that's the work I did. So... Uh, Law and Order SVU, the Mariska mm-hmm. Hargitay show, is based literally on my unit and the work of my colleagues. Um, oh, it's it. enormously rewarding, rewarding work. It was a passion, and we changed laws and we made things possible for uh, women and children who'd been victims of violence to mm-hmm. get in the courtroom. Uh, I show all that in my adult thrillers, um, and uh, I continue to do that work. Uh, pro bono for victims of violence, but oh, but uh, this this segue to kids' crimes—they're um, not violent, and it's none of the work that I show in in my adult bur- books. It's meant to be much lighter fare. I just want to share with you: I grew up in Manhattan. I was living there in 1972. Living, Is that right? Yeah, I was living on uh, East 86th Street, Second Avenue. I guess they call it Germantown. And I'll tell you a funny story. I was Halloween and I was fearless. I used to walk to school. I went to <laughs> PS 190, which was a pit. And then I went to uh, PS six, which was a great school. So it's Halloween. And I decide I'm going to be a werewolf. And my mother let me walk to my friend's house on Park <laughs> Avenue in 86. And it's nighttime and I'm 10 years old, but I was dressed as a scared werewolf. And she did my makeup so perfectly that I looked so scary that no one was going to mess with me. It was so funny. <laughs> I should keep that in mind. I was so funny. My friend opened her door and she screamed. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, so. Very good. I just We just had Halloween. I always stay off the streets in New York. It reminds me of my prosecutorial days and, and things happening. So I, I admire what you did. I know. Well, it's very inspiring what you did and how you, you know, took one career and you became a writer and, um, could you give advice for people who are going through some kind of career funk? The theme of my show is get the funk out. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I know that. You know, we all go through these ups and downs. We do. And for me, it was very much uh, following a passion. Uh, and that was in the prosecutorial job. My father, whom I adored, discouraged me from writing as a career because he didn't think I'd be able to make a living. And I, he used to say, you have nothing to write about it. And oh. when I was 18, 19, 20, he was basically right. I I went to law school, got a job at the DA's office. I can't tell you how many people discouraged me and said, you know, you'll never make, you'll never get anywhere out of that. You'll never make a career out of that. Um, Public service, you're staying too long. And it's, I woke up every day. I had a hard time leaving after 30 years because that work was so rewarding. And, And the other dream I never gave up was to write. So the ability to do both is something I pinch myself for every day. Yeah. I think part of the getting in the funk and then a part of getting out of it is uh, we, we go to jobs for a particular reason. Um, sometimes we stay too long. If, if you're not inspired, if you don't wake up and want to go to work, um, look around. I just think uh, it's 
easier these days to get advice. It's much more career change friendly, I think, than it was when when I got out of school in the 70s. You were trained to do something. Now go do it. I have a stepdaughter who's uh, in her late 30s, and um, she's struggling with it now. I mean, she's kind of run down at a job that she doesn't love like she did five years ago. And I'm watching that struggle, and she's stepping up and going out and meeting people in different industries to find something that appeals to her. But yeah. but if it's if, if you don't look forward to the morning, it's awfully hard to get up and go in and perform. That's right. So um, find, you know, and there are counselors who do this who help just with career searches, we try and help you identify what your what your passion is, what you care about. Yes. Um, and there's a lot in the nonprofit world where you really can put your heart into something so you feel good, you do good. Um, I've been in the nonprofit world a long time, and I think it's a great place to be. You know what I was going to say, too, is sometimes you need a little stillness in your life because we're so connected to technology and being on the phone. And and Mm -hmm. sometimes even the simplest thing like going to yoga or taking a long walk helps you clear your head and kind of find yourself and your thoughts. And and we're all, a lot of people are victims, I know I was, of someone saying, oh, you can't do that. You're not good at that. Absolutely. And, oh, you just identified, I mean, two things in backwards order, just what you said now, people telling you, people who said to me, you know, you can't do that kind of prosecution. You can't. Well, by the way, I did it and I loved it and it gave me a career in in writing afterwards. And also the difference, my, my prosecutorial days, I couldn't just leave the courthouse and take a walk when I wanted to or or exercise. The great thing for me about the writer's life and so many people who work out of their homes who listen to you or have a more flex, what I consider California style, right. um, take that break because it refreshes you so much. Go to the gym. I mean, when I'm stuck at my writing desk, there's nothing I like better than going for a walk in the park or a bike sure. ride or something to physically stimulate me to get me back in a better mood. Right. And one of the things I do, because walking on a tre- treadmill is super boring, is I'll mm-hmm. bring a really good book. I have I've cup- several books from people that are going to be on my show, and one's about creativity and how we're our own worst critic. And you can read things that are so inspiring that give you these light bulb moments. Absolutely. Uh, and I just happen to love books, so I read all the time. I ha- I'm a stationary bike person. I'm not a treadmill person, but mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, I try and read on that. And um, last thing I do every night, uh, my husband's a news junkie and he's in bed watching the news and I listen mm-hmm. with one ear, but I read myself to sleep and uh, um, just it's very uplifting to find something you care to read about or just learning some new things. So uh, I certainly agree with that. I love it. Where can people find out more about you? Okay, uh, so the I have two websites now, my split personality. One is lindafairstein.com, which has both the adult book information, but all of the the work I do in the field of violence against women and nonprofit, um, domestic violence, uh, still a lot of advocacy. And the brand new site is, is called Devlin Quick, which is the name of the kid character in Into the Lion's Den. And okay. it's focused from this week onward, uh, really about Devlin and, and the world she lives in. I love it. I want to thank you so much for calling in. 
thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a gift to me, as you know. Well, and I want to tell you, next time I'm in New York, I'm going to send you a heads up. Maybe we can grab a cup of coffee or something. Absolutely. Right. Done. You're mine. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> okay. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. That was Linda Fairstein calling in to talk about uh, her great book. And she's a New York Times bestselling crime novelist. And this is now a series for young readers, Into the Lion's Den. It's uh, first in a new mystery series for young readers, ages 8 to 12. And Publishers Weekly has called it a modern-day Nancy Drew. So if you missed any part of this, it is up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We'll take one more little break, and then I have one more guest calling in. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. (laughs) 